calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is the first time we're recording this in an actual studio. Oh, cool. The first three episodes were in my apartment in the living room. Oh. So um, this feels more Fraser-like to me. It does. Yeah. Yeah, very Fraser. He had a lovely studio. Welcome to I'm Listening. We have a new guest uh, with each episode. And today we have a comedian. We have a TV writer. Please welcome Josh Gondelman to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. I had seen essentially how I've been looking for other Frasier fanatics mm-hmm. or fans. Craniacs. Uh, craniacs. Ooh, okay. Do people here. say that? I hope I'm not stealing that from someone. That's what I would call for sure. Um, and, and my apologies if I'm not attributing it properly. No, I haven't heard of craniacs, so I would say you just coined the term. Would you consider yourself a craniac on a scale of one to ten? Where are you? Oh, gosh. I would, give, I would put myself maybe a four or five, and I hope that's not a disappointment. That's totally fine. Okay. So I'm curious, um, just because everyone has a different origin story as to how they got into the show. Yeah. Personally, I've been watching it since it was on as when I was a kid. Yeah, that's how I, wa- I remember watching it on NBC on the, it was part of that Thursday Night Lineup, right? Absolutely. With Friends and Seinfeld and then Golden the fourth Easter. show. Yeah, it was always. Maybe you know, Just Shoot Me. Right? Just Shoot Me. Uh, I think The Single Guy was <gasps> part of, was on that lineup for a while. Was that Fred Savage? Um, no, Jonathan Silverman. But Fred Savage had, yeah, had working. Yep. Um, but yeah, there was that kind of fourth show that was always irritating. But Frasier, Friends, Seinfeld, those are kind of stalwarts, right? Those yeah, were, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't mean to age you, but what, uh, where were you at that time? Were you an, a teen? Were you younger? I was, I was like a, I was probably a teen. I, I can, we can pinpoint it if you want. Sure. I'm, I was born in 85, so I'm 33 now. And we'll live to see 34, the way things is going, probably. That's uh, Coolio, uh, almost. <laughs> but yeah, so I was like a kid. And so it was, it was always like my parents were always very skeptical of Seinfeld specifically because they were, and a little bit of friends, but they, it, because it was kind of like an adult sexual show, right? There were adult sexual themes on it. And my parents don't like Seinfeld at all. Like they acknowledge that it's funny but they can't watch it, neither of them, because they both dislike the um, pervasive like cruelty and misanthropy too much. Not So they like, they enjoy a show with mostly likable characters? Or, or even, I mean, they, they can do some light anti-heroism. Like they can watch uh, like House, right? Who's not always likable, but he, but they're more, my dad especially, I think I would say is more into procedurals than like, Neither of them is really a person who I think dives deep into like dark comedy or so that's like the spectrum, the end of the spectrum that they stay away from. Well, this is giving me a lot of insight as to why the age range uh, skews older for CBS primetime. Oh, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Nothing but crime right, shows. Crime shows and um, and very like doctors. doctors. But the, the comedies are very like big and bright. Uh, for the most part, I mean, like 
uh, I find I, Superior Donuts now, and I find like Jermaine's character very likable. You know, he's like and and uh, Jed Hirsch to be mm-hmm. very kind of like curmudgeonly but likable. I haven't I haven't checked it out, but maybe I should. So, did you have cable growing up? This was curious. I didn't. Not until after my bar mitzvah. That's when we got cable. All right. So we got cable in like late ninety eight, maybe early ninety nine. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was a. I did like watching it, but I also didn't have cable. So it was like, I was just, those weren't my options. Yeah, right. There weren't that many choices. Like must see TV was like, literally, you must see this if you're going to watch TV. There's no other TV for you. Exactly. So I've been finding a surprising amount of people I know that are Frasier fans. Yesterday, I was at a uh, Chopped themed dinner party, as in Chopped the show. Oh, yeah. So my friends essentially had people make dishes and then had four judges, including myself, judge. So it was very... um, It was a very classy occasion. Naturally, the podcast came up, my podcast. Mm -hmm. And somebody made an interesting point. He's a fan. He's Jewish. I'm Jewish. You're Jewish. He said, would you say that this is a show that is popular with Jewish people? Or would you say it's popular with waspy people or a mix? I wasn't sure. Oh, great question. I don't know. Frazier, we're talking. I mean, back to the point. Um, I feel like it's so heady. That's like the thing about Frasier that gets me. It's like very, the characters are for the most part, very erudite. Um, the, the, the setting is like kind of Tony and upscale, right? It's like Seattle, but specifically like Frasier's apartment is very luxe. He works in a, um, a job in the like media industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's like, I feel like it's a very heady show and it, and the, and the characters, Frazier and Niles specifically, right, who kind of drive a lot of the action. Not that there aren't other important characters, Daphne, Roz, Marty, but Frazier and Niles specifically who drive so much of the show are snobs. Like, so it, you have to be someone who, who's okay with watching snobs in a context where they're like not always getting their comeuppance, right? Like there was a lot of entertainment like slobs versus snobs comedies in like the 80s where mm. you would want to see the characters like Frasier have bad things happen to them. Sure. And and with Frasier and Niles, you kind of also have to want enough good things to happen to them that it's worth watching the show, right? And then in like the 90s, 2000s, we started seeing slobs that were just bad people that also had bad things happen to them, like Seinfeld and Always Sunny, right? They're not snobs, oh, yeah. but you also kind of are like, well, you can't win. You're monsters. Sure, dislikable characters. Yeah, yeah I feel like I've, in, I used to not be able to tolerate, like, I can't watch, I still can't watch Married with Children. Everybody Loves Raymond, I've tried to get into, because uh, my parents uh, love that show, mm-hmm. and my grandparents did too. But I seem to not like, I mean, this might be a little different, but like, unhappy families. Yeah, that bums me out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it's like a bummer. I, I used to also, I would, this is less, because I, I think Ray Romano's stand-up, there's like more warmth in it towards his family than you because the show they kind of play up the discord obviously for conflict but um they i would when i used to go on the road and i would open for just whoever and it would just be guys like oh my goddamn wife and i would just watch and be like get divorced just get divorced you're it will solve like so many of your problems just get divorced like it'll create a couple new problems it'll solve 90% 90% of your problems get divorced. And that's how I felt watching some of those 90s sitcoms where they just like straight up hated each other and there seemed to be no practical thing that would keep them together. No, and also um, I still am convinced this has also skewed my idea of marriage too because I just still remember watching Everybody Loves Raymond because my parents liked mm-hmm. it. And and that show and probably a few others, probably Home Improvement, where it's the end of the day, the, um, the husband and wife get into bed and she puts, have you noticed women putting on a lot of lotion in sitcoms? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like doing it to her elbows and I just- Very lotion-y. Upset me. I was like, "Is this what marriage is? Putting yeah. your lotion on your dry elbows and getting to bed and hating your husband?" Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a cozier version of the um, Silence of the Lambs arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you might be right. Mm-hmm. So, before we get into uh, today's topic, I'm just—I also I like to ask people: Do you have a favorite uh, Frasier character? So, um, I yes, but mm-hmm. it's kind of. A, kind of as a cipher so my 
my wife is named Maris. So I have a lot of, and Maris, obviously, Niall's ex-wife who you don't see. Never, yeah. Um, I have a lot of affection for that concept just because I, uh, I like my wife very much. <laughs> and so, and people always say, well, I'll say Maris. And they go, Maris, like from Frasier. And so that's like a, a common association I have, which is like not annoying because at least it's so much better that, especially when she's not there, you know, when I'm like, her uh-huh. name is Maris, to, describing my wife to someone and they go, oh, like from Frasier. Um, Excuse me, which is so much better than them just being like, oh, Naris, I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you'd rather them find some sort of touchstone of than just be wrong and confident about it. I met someone the other day and gosh, uh, I got her name wrong by guessing a name that was like very close to her name. That was not a name like her name was Riley or something. And I was like, she was like, oh, my name is Riley. And I said, oh, Piley, like something. <laughs> and I wasn't joking. I was just like, I heard it wrong. and it was. But I was like, oh, right. I was so close, but I couldn't have just taken the one extra second to be like, what are the names that sound like that? But I also, this is so off topic, but I also hate um, doing the thing where someone goes like, uh, has a name that you haven't heard before. So you just round it to the closest name that you know, where someone will, you know, like, uh, my name's Ren. And you're like, oh, Ben. And they're like, no, Ren. I said I was very clear. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, sorry. Like I was being the jerk because I thought I heard you wrong instead of like actually listening to you. I absolutely. I personally haven't had to deal with that. But one of my good friends is Norwegian. Her name is Tine. Mm-hmm. So every time we go anywhere, she came with me to this um, chopped party yesterday. Mm-hmm. People go Tina. And right. it's like their brain can't compute right. it. They're it's not like, doing it on purpose, yeah. but they're like Tina. No, no. Tine. Right. Like I said it yeah. the first time because I know my name and I have always known it. <laughs> exactly. I'm curious um, now, last thing about uh, your ac- the actual real person, your wife, Maris, does she get annoyed? That must happen to her a lot, right? When people it, are- it does. Yeah. Um, I don't know that she necessarily gets annoyed because, it, because it, that's where it ends. Sure. It's not like, I mean, um, what's funny, I believe, I, I hope I didn't, I'm not getting this wrong. I think she is. Her father is like a big Yankees fan, and I believe she's named after Roger Maris. So I think oh. it would annoy her more if people wanted to talk a lot about the Yankees. Uh-huh. She doesn't care that much about it. You know what I mean? If she's like, Makes oh, sense. you must love, oh, are you excited about uh, Giancarlo Stanton coming to the t-? Like, she just would be like, I don't know. Oh, thank goodness, because I don't know anything about baseball, mm-hmm. so I would never do that to her. Um, so... I was thinking about, um, you know, different different things about Frasier. One thing uh, that I didn't realize about the show is that it has spawned some um, pretty in unbelievable uh, fan fiction. Wow. Now, I didn't learn this until, oh, you know, my roommate, Jenna mm-hmm. Shear. Of course. Um, an old friend. Yeah, an old friend. She says hello. Oh, hello, Jenna. I believe she sent me this article from a website called The Ringer, um, which is called We're Listening, Exploring Fraserverse, an Incredible Internet Rabbit Hole of Fictional Spinoffs. Highly recommend checking this article out, but it taught me a lot. Um, so Fraser was on for 11 years. Before that, uh, Fraser was introduced on Cheers in season three. Mm-hmm. So as of now, he is the longest running fictional TV character in history. I, as of like, I think last year, I don't think there's any. Interesting, because he was on a total of like, what, 15, like 17 almost seasons? Almost 20, yeah, yeah. I think almost 20 years. Wow. Yeah, because seven years, or yeah, seven or eight years, and then plus like 11. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's amazing. So um, with that fact in mind, um, there's been a lot of uh, fan fiction. Specifically, um, there was a, a person younger than us, which is pretty crazy, a 27-year-old. Uh, as of now, who goes by the name of Paul B., who apparently um, around season three or four of Frasier, when he was very young, started writing um, fan fiction. Wow. Um, that's so young to be so young. not only writing fan fiction. That doesn't surprise me as much because that's a, sometimes a young person's game. Yeah. But uh, to be watching Frasier. <laughs> well, it, yeah, to be watching Frasier specifically. I wasn't thinking like same with Seinfeld. I watched Seinfeld at the same time. At, the, at that time, I didn't understand how smart any of it was. Yeah, but like to be watching Frasier, metabolizing it, and then writing about it at age, when did it premiere? Uh, 
three. So we're talking 97. So this person who is now 27, mm-hmm. that's 21. No, sorry. Yeah, 21 years ago. So that, that person was six 13. years. He was 13. Oh, he's 13 at the time. Okay, yeah, got I it, got it, got so. it. So actually, I wanted to throw this at you because I'm curious since you do um, write for TV. Mm-hmm. So he said, this is a quote from the article, his hobby of generating episode ideas um, started at age 13 with a 625 episode Simpsons prequel on an earlier forum. Um, but then when asked about uh, the Frasier fanfic, he said, I don't really know how I do it. My mind just dispenses one episode idea after another. Watching too much television over the years has probably played a significant part. So I'm curious. Um, about you because you do write for last week tonight mm-hmm. so i'm curious can you relate to this at all like in terms of you as a writer do you feel similarly like where do your ideas come from so my my day job working for last week tonight is like super driven by the news and like what's available so i don't really have the either like opportunity let's say or like burden of just letting my mind go blank and being like what's there sure. so um, excuse me, but I definitely, I think with, uh, with certain other things that other kinds of writing that I, I do it a little more, but generally like I'm the stuff I write, you know, stand up and for television and, uh, I don't write a lot of fiction. So like everything I write is like based on real things. So I, it helps to be, I have almost the opposite way of being where I have to be like focused on things and noticing things and not letting them like uh like pass me by because i have to seize them to think about and write about um so it's like almost the opposite idea of just like letting your mind go blank and letting whatever ideas flood in flood in wow that sounds i don't know i mean for me uh it takes deep concentration to sit down and write something yeah but i mean i guess you have probably some pretty intense deadlines yeah they I, and that helps me i i like having assignments and because otherwise it's just like well i don't have to do it so like i won't um, unless it's something that like oh i need to write this for money or for, because i'm accountable to someone but like with a stand up bit there'll be times where i'll sit down and go i have this idea maybe i'll flesh it out on paper and then i'll go i mean or i could not <laughs> and then sometimes i don't um, I just thought of this back to favorite character because I don't think you ever told me or did you? We talked about Maris. You're talking about Maris. So is Maris your favorite character or? I mean, the idea of Maris is my favorite character just because I have warm personal associations. But I also, I think probably, um, looking back, uh, I have a lot of, um, appreciation for Roz. I like Roz a lot. Mm-hmm. Who's, think- who's yours? So my favorite character, also, this is always my thing, or you might know this, uh, so for fun, well, you don't know this. Um, sometimes uh, when I'm feeling low and I need some inspiration, I really like watching um, celebrity um, college speeches when okay. they when they cool. uh, talk about you know how far they've come. So I watched Lisa Kudrow's oh interesting speech, um, and she talked about how her career started with her getting fired from Frasier. She was supposed to play Roz. No way. Yes. Oh, I love when people don't know the weird facts that I know. She was, I believe, I want to say in the pilot, or they, I think they shot at least one episode. She was originally Roz. So is there a, like, if you watch the pilot of Frasier, is it with Lisa Kudrow, or did they reshoot? And they reshot it, yeah, because she got fired. Oof. And then she ended up on Friends. So, and it's weird, because I think about it quite often. Yeah. Where it's, you know, a Perry Gilpin, who's great, um... You know, she just had this really great dry wit about her. And it's so weird trying to imagine Lisa Kudrow. Yeah. Like, I think Lisa Kudrow is immensely talented, but she typically plays very different characters. I mean, specifically, Phoebe, who she's best known for, is like very anti Ross, like very gentle and spacey and quirky. Whereas Ross is really like, um, like, down to business and sharp and uh and dry like you're saying absolutely i mean in terms of favorite characters i would say my favorite character is niles okay um i feel i felt it's weird because when i was much younger i didn't think about you know sort of the undertone of the show was almost that they had this not in a creepy way but like a marriage almost like niles and frazier they were Mm -hmm. so close looked so similar to me mm-hmm. it was freaky mm-hmm. how similar they looked 
Um, and they definitely had this very like kind of couple-y vibe. But separately from that, um, I I feel like Niles, the Niles Daphne storyline of him being desperately in love with her, spoiler alert, I feel like also warped me for a while. And I Yeah, often, totally. I really that's where it started for me, this idea of the longing romance yeah from like right up close right yeah, like someone yeah. you see all the time and that you're just like in love with and cannot articulate that too i also really like i one of my other favorite things which is a character thing is like how marty crane has two sons that are like fancy and british <laughs> and he is neither <laughs> fancy nor british absolutely and so i i think that's like a very funny weird like and I don't I'm they may might explain it on the show and I just like missed it but it's like how is that their dad it's very it's very odd so there's another level here which is something um I haven't really watched cheers okay I uh, I've watched the pilot and mm-hmm. um somebody actually pointed out an episode I should watch where you meet uh, Fraser Crane's mother oh because, interesting so that's to me she's got a Maris like mystery about her yes because you never meet her right but they make it sound like on fraser like she was that's how that's how they came to right be that's how they became, right so it's very interesting and the way they talked definitely reminded me of uh almost british but more like an american actor from the 1950s yes like yeah 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 Catherine hepburn yep esque i can see right like just doing like a fancy person's voice. Yeah. And so it's always very jarring the same way, like when I hear um, Jason Alexander in real life, the way he talks in real life, mm-hmm. I feel the same way when I hear Kelsey Grammer talking. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He doesn't talk like that. That's so funny. It blows my mind. So what I have done today is having looked through uh, a lot of fan fiction, mm-hmm. there's no way, I mean, I barely scratched the surface. There's spinoffs. There's forums with just like games people play of like, oh, what's your favorite Niles quote? Uh, Or what did he get to eat at Cafe Nervosa in this episode from season uh, two? Um, So what I wanted to do was sort of go through um, some of my favorite Paul B. spinoffs that he did and sort of get your input because I'm curious about if you think any of these ideas are executable sure so um i've picked some of my favorites so the first one one of his first ones uh that stuck out to me coincidentally is called maris okay so this one's called maris um this uh spinoff he uh, wrote 29 seasons he wrote 688 episodes uh full episodes or just log lines wow episodes okay so the premise here is seven years after fraser crane or seven years after Fraser, Maris Crane's numerous crimes have been pardoned and she has resumed her life of luxury in Seattle, Washington. I'm not sure how aware you are of the sort of the evolution of her character. No, tell me more. So, um, and also, you know that Niles and uh, Daphne do end up together. Yes, that I know. <laughs> Whew! And again, and anyone listening, I'm under the assumption that you except that we're going to talk about spoilers or that you've watched all 11 seasons. Yeah, I mean, you've only had 20 years to <laughs> yeah. catch up. So yeah, I'm not, it's not a spoiler at this point. Right. It's just a thing. <laughs> right, exactly. I, I, I thought about that before I started doing this podcast because I think about how angry people, I've seen people lose Facebook friends over Game of Thrones spoilers. Yeah, but Game of Thrones at least, like, even it's, continuing sure and so like the new stuff i could see being like "Ah, i hadn't watched it yet or even the old things of like oh i'm behind on that i could see feeling frustrated but not necessarily it being like the same level of offense but like if you haven't seen frazier and you're mad at like the only person (laughs) i can imagine who'd be mad at someone spoiling a frazier plot point would be the character of frazier crane (laughs) or niles crane Yes, my dream is um, to have uh, Kelsey. See, here's the thing. Kelsey Grammer as a person has a checkered past. Mm-hmm. Um, you can read his Wikipedia page or listen to the first episode of this podcast to learn more. You go about through that. it. He, also, his um, he's one of the, I think, rare celebrity um, memoirists whose autobiography does not. Uh, you, when you read it, you go, 
ah, he has a checkered past, which normally sometimes you gloss over a little bit. Uh, I didn't know that he had an autobiography. Oh, yeah. I forget what it's called, but he wrote like a book about his time. I I don't know how much of his life it covers, but they're like he's very um, uh, jealous of the and and resentful of the dogs who played Eddie. What? Yeah. Moose? I, yeah, because Eddie, Eddie One was named Moose. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Madeline Davies wrote like a, a piece about it, for, like where she kind of did Cliff's Notes for it for Jezebel that's worth reading. Really? Yeah. Oh, I would check that out. I bet it's got a good title too, mm-hmm. is my guess. Okay. So, oh, so this was the other thing about, so that was the first spinoff. The, the spinoff is Maris Crane gets pardoned. Right. So the crime that she ended up committing mm-hmm. Uh, and this is just a side note. Is that this is canon, right? This isn't Paul B's inference. Yeah, th- that okay. that only that first sentence okay. uh, was Paul B. That's the entire premise. Now, so th- this episode I found on this Ringer, um, yeah. this Ringer article. So, what was really cool is the author of the article got Peter Casey, who's the co-creator of Frasier, to weigh in. Oh, that's great. On some of these, on some of these um, spinoffs. So, uh. He said that um, Julia Duffy, I don't know if that name rings a bell, but she's an actress. She's most notably known for Newhart. Okay. She's definitely before my time. But apparently she pleaded to play Maris on the show, which obviously they decided mm-hmm. not to do. But they said once, um, Peter Casey said, when we finally decided it was time for Niles and Daphne to get together, we had to figure out, let's get rid of Maris. So he had read, Casey had read a story in Vanity Fair about, um, it, that was in the ha- Hamptons about a wealthy woman who had a polo playing South American boyfriend who was her lover. She ended up shooting and killing him. Oh my gosh. And then Casey thought, this sounds like a fun way to maybe get rid of Maris. And that's what they did. That's what they did. They had her murder her boyfriend and went to jail. Absolutely. I don't like the idea of her being pardoned. Sure. But I think if she served her time, um, that's the system. I mean, I guess like this brings into play a lot of questions about the prison industrial complex <laughs> yeah, anyway, exactly. right? But for um, wealthy white men, yeah, women. <laughs> right. So I feel yeah. like I can say, um, I I'm not a a, a firm believer in like uh, onerous incarceration, um, but I do feel like there's something plot wise about her serving her time and getting out rather than having her. Um, sentence commuted. Sure. Or maybe it's, you know, an orange is the new black situation. It's Maris behind bars, mm-hmm. which would be probably the dynamic you were talking about in the early 90s of, what is it, slob? Slobs versus snobs. Right, 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 right. right. In prison, that might yeah. be fun. But this is my biggest question about Maris, and I'm curious what you think, because I love fake casting people in mm-hmm. my head for things. So is there anyone, I, I have my pick, but uh, living or dead, doesn't matter the time. Just think of when it was on. Who is there an actress you can think of that you would have liked to see play Maris? Um, Catherine Keener. Oh, Catherine Keener. I love her. I just watched Get Out for the fourth time two oh, days yeah, ago. Oh, yeah. So good. And she was so good. Uh, so what do you, why Catherine Keener? Because what do you picture given all the jokes about her being this like white thin ghost of a person? Why Catherine I, Keener? I just feel like she can bring up the right meanness sure like the level of meanness that that uh that is required of that character she would be really great for got it yeah so i think i've got a very different pick from you um i would say now i haven't seen her act in anything in a while so this is me thinking mm, late 90s early 2000s lara flynn boyle great um, probably I'd say here's a good place to timestamp her when she was dating, uh, Jack Nicholson. Sure. She was quite thin. Yep. Concerned me, but, um, I think she would have had the chaps and the meanness. She does. She plays a real good mean. <laughs> to, yep. To play, uh, Maris. Okay. So here's, um, Paul B's next spinoff. This one's called Roz. You might guess what it's about. Mm-hmm. That one, he wrote 30 seasons and 698 episodes. Uh, after this he, guy reminds he's like the little B of um of Frasier spinoffs. Do you know Little B the no. rap, he just rapper who's like always putting out mixtapes like constantly <laughs> like all this music. It's uh, amazing. Yeah, that's oh. what it reminds me of. Just like a, a torrent of material. See, I have um 
I want to know Paul B. He's very um, open about the fact that he is embarrassed that any of this has even been found. Oh, and it's Paul B. so fascinating because it's like he started this as a kid. He's 27 or 28 now. And he's very much like, I'm not actually trying to publicize this. I've left everything where it is so people can go back and enjoy the show. Sure. Read all the fanfic. But I have a feeling, and I don't know about you, I know that when I grew up, I watched a lot of TV. I didn't play any sports. Didn't, you know, had like two best friends. And I pictured that he had a similar background. Oh, maybe. He wasn't playing sports. Maybe. I guess it's just the time it would take to write all this is the only reason I would would think that. Just like what an amazing um, dedication to the craft. Absolutely. I mean, Paul B., if you're listening to this, I'd love to have you on. Mm -hmm. And I cherish your work. Um, So this was his next spinoff. It's called Roz. After years of working as a producer, Wisconsin-born Roz Doyle is promoted to manager of KACL an all-talk show radio station in Seattle, Washington. Here's what's crazy about this. Go on. Do you remember how Frasier ends? No. So let me refresh your memory. So at the very end of the show, the last episode is uh, Goodnight Seattle Part 1 and 2. Frasier finally falls in love for real this time Mm -hmm. with uh, Charlotte. I believe her character uh, is played by Laura Linney. Oh, wow. Which to me, I could... it, it was a good match to me. So she takes a job in Chicago and Frazier decides to leave and goes to Chicago. Mm-hmm. So what happens in real life, this is what's crazy. Paul B. probably wrote this while the show was still yeah, on. And he guessed. He guessed what happened. Roz does end up taking over as station manager. So here's what I like about this. Mm-hmm. There's continuity, right? In that it's because to bring in Maris, Niles is out of her life. Oh. So it's like almost not a spin-off. It's just like another um another realm of the Frasier universe, yes. right? Mm-hmm. This is more of a true spin-off where there's a character that you know and love and then she takes on a new um uh capacity in life and there's this change that removes right the original uh players, some of them and then and focuses us on Roz. So I I like this and I would like to see because uh, it and it gives you a chance to introduce more other characters in this world of the radio station, right? We know um, Mad Dog, right? Is that Bulldog. Bulldog. Um, <laughs> we know Bulldog. We know a few, but it's like I like the world of a radio station as like a fun because every you meet people in radio and they're like real characters. Absolutely, I don't. I mean, this is my perception of radio is the show. Mm-hmm. Like what we're doing right now is so exciting to me because that this is me like cosplaying. As this is Frasier. very Frasier like. Yes, <laughs> you're Roz. I'm Roz. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. Roz. Um, so this is actually the fact that you brought up Bulldogs is a great segue great. for the other spinoff called Vintage Roz, <laughs> which fifteen season th- uh, fifteen seasons three hundred and thirty episodes. Roz Doyle and her husband Bob Bulldog uh, Bob Bulldog Briscoe leave Seattle to retire in Roz's hometown of Bloomer, Wisconsin. Okay. So how does that sound to you? In terms of what do you um I I feel like Roz is such a great character and there's many references to her personal life and her love life. So it tells me she's got a rich history. Yeah. And I feel like I don't know. I might I might be more curious about either Roz right after Frasier or even younger. What about yep. you? I would li- I would prefer to see younger Roz unless there was some kind of tension with them moving back to her hometown. Like it like that premise alone. Um, like, does he not want to be there? Is mm. she ambivalent about what brought her back? That it would that's what it would take to sell me on on because retirement is like by definition, like removing a source of conflict and stress from your life so it's like a more relaxed way to live which i think is great but doesn't immediately uh signify like great compelling television yeah i mean to me this sounds like i don't know if this is the right terminology like a fish out of water yeah scenario but it's but we don't know that because it might just be like a fish back in water Exactly. But I do. I like the idea of young Roz. I mean, and this could also be great. Like maybe she's Seattle has changed her and she's not ready. I mean, goodness knows Paul B wrote hundreds of episodes of yeah. this. So there must be something there that that um, that's driving it. But uh, yeah, like a young a young Roz to me is more compelling. Like how did she break into the radio business? Yes. And, and yes. what was her like um, exciting young 
romantic life all about because you you get glimpses of that but yeah she would i bet young Roz like you know what forget young sheldon show me young Roz. i'd love to see young Roz. i was just thinking not that young i guess right no but like 25 year old Roz. 25 year old Roz. okay here's a quick question for you how did you sleep last night if your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless i have the answer it's a podcast called sleep wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleepwave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. So what I'm picturing is similar to, did you ever see Smallville, the show? Sure. So Smallville was very like, all right, here's everything leading up to um, uh, Peter, I was going to say Peter Parker, Clark Kent uh, becoming Superman, like yeah. really up until the moment. Yep. So what I'd love to see is definitely Roz's sort of how she got into radio. And I want like the very end of the show, although if it's American television, they try and drag it out. Yeah. I want to see her meet Frasier yeah. and have it like end. Yep on that end yeah i like that too and i don't mean to be ageist like i certainly think there can be a lot of great comedy and drama drawn from two older people in retirement in wisconsin but i would just like have liked to have heard that source of friction mentioned in the log line is all this is a good segue for um so I've got the actual Paul B. pitches here, but they inspired me to write a few of my own. Please. So I, I came up with a few, and so did uh, my boyfriend who was helping me Great. as I, I was writing these out. So this is a good segue because um, I, I still think about vintage Roz, and I know you're not trying to be ageist either, but I think there is a way to uh, bring her into the future, but with a better title. So this was, this was um, John, uh, my BF's idea for a show now keep in mind Roz ends up having a daughter mm-hmm. named alice <laughs> there's got to be a better name essentially he said have a show called the doyle dudettes which is its own version of the gilmore girls sure and it's a silly name but the more we talk about it my issue with vintage Roz is i don't think she would end up with bulldog oh yeah she's a woman that knows what she wants and it Things do not end in a neat little package for her with like the man of her dreams yeah. at the end. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So I personally don't really see her. With Bulldog. Up. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of a pig. Yeah. And it seems it's very sitcom-y that they would be together, right? Absolutely. Like it's of that era where like he's kind of a, um, a slightly misogynist radio show host. Absolutely. She's a radio producer who um, ha- has... Uh, strong values and convictions and like will it work out like it's very 90s rom-com 90s sitcom whereas like it just the answer to will it work out is like probably not yeah he's a pig yeah they do have a a fling right but that's different than will it work out oh absolutely she he cheats on her you know that's classic bulldog um classic bulldog (laughs) now that's a sitcom classic Classic bulldog Bulldog. i would a young bulldog would also be hair yeah 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 (laughs) I would, I, I would watch that. Uh, and like doing a college sports radio show would be very funny. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, I'd love to see him have a moment where he changes his tune, but I feel like that's a lot to ask for, mm-hmm. where he suddenly becomes this like, oh, you know what? I'm a one woman kind of man. Or even just like, uh, you know, just a, a more open, honest, um, progressive view towards whoever he chooses to be with. Absolutely. Well, also given um, there's many references to him being this kind of tomcat, 
I would think in this spinoff that perhaps he might have like a long lost child. Oh, yeah. Who ends up in the picture. Mm-hmm. And then that's sort of a way of seeking redemption. Mm-hmm. I can see it. Okay. This is the last Paul B before we move into all of my um, Great. amazing pitches. Uh, this one's called Widowers. Okay. And there's only two seasons of this. 44 episodes following the conclusion of vintage Roz returning characters. And I'm not sure how well, you know, these characters, but returning characters, Kenny Daly, Angus Kane, not her sure, uh, sure who that is. And Noel Shemsky move into the shady glades retirement community after faced, after being faced with a number of setbacks in their personal lives. This sounds uh, a lot like um, the golden boys. If that <laughs> were a thing, it does sound like the golden boys. Exactly. Which sure. Some golden boys. Yeah. Maybe. But again, these are not characters that I know and love. So that's the challenge with this one. But sure. Would you say, because I don't really think about how many spinoffs I've ended up watching. You know, Frasier for me really was just a thing by itself. So it's this really crazy thing to think about the fact that you have a spinoff character. I don't even know how many successful spinoffs there have been. I mean... Remember Joey? That was one season. Yep. That was a spinoff. I of do Friends. remember Joey. Are there any other spinoffs that you've watched that you liked? Excuse me. Um, gosh, I mean the the most successful ones were like from that Happy Days family, right? right. Where they're like Laverne and Shirley is in that lineage, and sure. Um, well, because I I ask because since Frasier's really now that I think about it, the only one I watched. Would you say that is the key to a successful spinoff? Having you know the strongest character and then bringing back characters from the previous show occasionally. I don't know because mm. like I would say I don't think that many people would like attribute the success of Frasier to any like character connections to Cheers, other than like ah oh, we've seen Frasier on Cheers now here's Frasier somewhere else. Like it's a different city. Um, generally the cast of characters is different, other than him, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I don't know. I feel like it's taking something that people love, like a character people love, mm-hmm. and exploring their life in a new way. Absolutely. And kind of re- like rebooting it, like legitimately. Not like, oh, here's Spider-Man again. <laughs> it's like, oh, here's this guy that you know, and then here's like the whole rest of the world for him that you hadn't seen before, or for her. Absolutely. Okay. I swear we will get to my pitches, but I am reminded I also discovered there is a tribute band. I'm sure there's many for many different shows, mm-hmm. but there is a Frasier tribute band. It's called the Frasier Cranes. Oh, interesting. I would have gone with Frasier and the Cranes. I wow, that's um that's pretty good. Do you hear that, Frasier Cranes? I mean, yours is great, but Josh, good news for you. Now you can start a band called Frasier and the Cranes. Thank you. Also, my friend Emily Heller, who is like my foremost uh Frasier enthusiast friend uh, who doesn't have a podcast about Frasier. Um, she and I at one point were, I forget what form it was, but we've discussed uh, to the tune of Crazy Train by um, Ozzy Osbourne going off the rails like Frasier Crane <laughs> you know as what? a cover song. So um, I'm sure this probably won't shock you. I have been in contact with Emily about um, doing this podcast. I see that she's a huge fan. um, Big fan. Huge, huge fan. And it's always really fun for me to meet other women that like the Mm -hmm. show. Um, I was actually talking to somebody yesterday because I found out a shockingly large number of women I know enjoy the show Frasier. Mm -hmm. And one of my friends' theory was that the show is mostly centered around two men that aren't like you know, pigs dated. You yeah, know, totally. They're both desperately looking for love. Yeah, which she said maybe some women can relate to. That. Yeah, there's like a, a a searching there that you sometimes don't see from men depicted in entertainment, and there's uh, right. It's less about like sexual conquest than a lot of male centered comedy is. Right, it's a lot about like Absolutely. loneliness and. Him trying to like him showing sensitivity to people, right? Like he's even though he's kind of a a sometimes a bore in his personal life, he's he professionally is sensitive, which I think is appealing. Yes, he's sensitive and yet pompous. Yeah, he's very pompous, <laughs> and it really feels like the two Niles and Fraser. It feels like they were taken from a different era. Yeah, thrown in. It. I don't even know. Like you said, it feels like fifties. 
film actors, which is like not an era of real person. It's just an era of acting style, right? Where it's like, um, it's almost like saying, oh yeah, those guys, their personalities are like cubism. (laughs) Like that's, people were never like that. That was just an art form. So it's, they were plucked from like the, their characters out of time, but they, I don't think they really represent like people that I've ever related to. I find them so unrelatable. Yeah. And I, that's actually, especially now, now that um, the show's on Netflix, it's it's like an escape for me. Yeah. I actually, at this moment in time, in our current political situation, I'm all about escapism. Me too. And that's I, why I like it. I, um, I've i been really into like Bob's Burgers oh, as yeah. that. Love and um, and The Good Place are like my top two lately. Gotta get into The Good Place. So good. Yeah. So I want to play you. Um, it's very short, but I went to the Fraser Cranes South Cloud. Um, was just looking at what they have. They have five songs. Okay. And they said, our first extended play. Okay. A, a play. In- oh, yeah. Includes our hit single, Sherry. So uh, that's what I'm going to play. It's very short. Um, Great. So why don't I play it? And then you can um, make your commentary. Great. Do you care for a scotch now? Uh, yes, then. Actually, no, I'm in a sherry mood tonight. Sherry? What an intriguing idea. I think I could scare up a bottle of sherry. Sherry! 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 I'm bringing sherry back. Yeah. Booze like this calls for hard liquor and big glasses. Sherry. Sherry Niles, please. I'm bringing sherry back. So that's generally um Sure, the, I feel like I get the, the feeling of it. It's yeah. Clips. Yes. Um, so there's that one. And honestly, I like something that I can bump my head along to. I actually really liked they did a remix of uh the theme song Toss Salad and Scrambled Eggs. Let's hear it. Let's hear a snippet. Hey baby I Hey baby I Hey baby I Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salad and scrambled eggs Hey baby, I hey, baby. And that generally goes I legitimately like could see that being like a giant internet hit it, Like 10 years ago Like yeah. back when Like in the era of like Girl talk and the avalanches heyday yeah. Like that kind of like mashup-y um, Quirky Like I could see I I'm surprised that I hadn't heard that before. I hadn't heard it before. And I'm also curious that you bring up Girl Talk. There's got to be someone out there that already exists now that's remixing like TV show theme songs. Yeah, for sure. I just haven't heard it yet. All right. So this is a good segue. We've got a little bit of time left. So I came up with a few reboots and spinoffs. The one that I really started thinking about was actually inspired by the show Riverdale. Okay. Are you familiar? Yes. I. Generally, do not venture into CW shows at this point anymore. But um, this, the Riverdale, caught my eye because it's a, it's an Archie. It's the story of Archie, except it's like dark and sexy. Mm-hmm. So I started to think about the fact that there are so many, like Will and Grace, Roseanne. There's probably more. There's all these shows that were popular that are being brought back. Yes. with the original characters. Murphy Brown now. Murphy Brown with Candace Bergen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, of course I've thought about Frasier. Could it be done? My concern is I'm not sure if John Mahoney is up for it right now. Mm-hmm. He might be in his twilight time now. Enjoy- I'm not sure how old he yeah, is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about his personal um, life. Moose is gone, long gone. Yeah. You know, far, just dead. And, and that makes me sad. So I thought, what if there were like a CW type reboot? Like sexy young Sexy cranes. and young. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is my idea. Um. And it's a little bit, it doesn't stick with being a radio show. I was trying to think, what do teens and young people relate to? I'm mm-hmm. 30 years old now. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit hard for me now. I don't really know any teens. Te- yeah, I don't know any teens. By the way, I tried to watch the new TRL. You want to feel old? Watch the reboot of TRL. Have I, you seen it? I think even teenagers feel old when they watch that. I didn't recognize a single person. Everyone on the reboot right now is all YouTube stars. Mm-hmm. Don't know a single person. Yeah, oh yeah. Couldn't tell you a thing. Um, okay. 
So my idea was it's called Frasier. And instead of a radio show, it's a podcast. Okay. Um, and these were the young hotties that I chose. If you need a background, I can tell you who they are. So as you know, or maybe you don't know, uh, Cole Sprouse plays Jughead on Riverdale. Okay. So he's from a set of twins, uh, Cole and Dylan Sp- uh, okay. Sprouse from the show, The Sweet Life of, uh, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, which okay. is on the Disney Channel. I'm picturing Dylan Sprouse, the other uh, Cole brother, or other Sprouse brother playing Frasier. Now, here's my pick for Niles. The problem is he's a little too young. I need him to get like five, seven years older. Uh, did you see the movie Room with Jacob Jacob Tremblay? Tremblay, sure. I think he could play Niles. Give it a, like five or six sure. more years, okay? I've got time. You've got time. <laughs> And then I was thinking for Daphne, again, the ages uh, don't necessarily match up here, but I was thinking about now Academy-nominated Swarcy Ronan. Mm -hmm. She's uh, in um, the- Lady Bird. Lady Bird. I thought she was amazing, and she has just a lovely Irish accent that I was not aware of until I heard her speak in real life. Oh, yeah. She uh, She would be a great young Daphne. I'm a fan. Now- I'd like to think that there's really no rules in terms of, you know, races, religions, whatever. So I was actually thinking for a young Roz, did you see the new Spider-Man movie? I did not. Dang. All right. Are you familiar with Zendaya? Yes. I think she'd be a great young Roz. Love it. She's sassy. She's fun. She's strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she'd be great. And here's my pick for Martin Crane. Uh, since it's pretty early on, I'm thinking they're probably, this is a podcast and maybe he's like 18 or 19. If, if Frasier in this version. Um, Martin, oh, Frasier is, I was like, Marty Crane is right. 18? Not yet. That's my next yeah, um, okay. reboot idea. Martin Crane's, I pictured Christopher Maloney. Oh, very good. Yes. And instead of a, a dog out of date, um, mini pigs are really in mm-hmm. right now. So I was thinking of a mini pig. Yeah. So what do you think? Could you could you see, is it possible, like if Frasier gets brought up to a studio exec, do you want to see this show turned into this, something more like younger, or do you want to see the original cast brought back together? I want I would like to see a younger. Mm-hmm. I like it younger. Um, I also like the idea of having to kind of like explain or at least hint at how Frasier and Niles got less sexy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's so funny. What because that's what you never see, right? Is mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's it happens to us all in time, but like you never see a show about hot teens. You never get to the point where they're just like 35 and still wearing their varsity jackets, but they don't fit anymore. Yeah. Like that's what I want. Like, and Frasier is like, you know, he has a charisma. Kelsey Grammer as Frasier, there's like a kind of confidence to him, but he's definitely, I wouldn't point to that character and go, that's, that's a sexy guy. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? This would definitely make sense because, well, have you seen Cheers at all? Mm -hmm. All right. I truly had not seen it with uh, Kelsey Grammer. And I then I watched an episode. He looked so different. I mean, there was an Alec Baldwin thing going on. Oh, sure, on sure, sure. It really was like he was just a lot younger. Mm-hmm. And I I could have pictured him being a looker. Right. Even a little younger. Yeah, you bring him a little younger. Maybe he was a hot teen. He was a hot teen. He had a little more hair mm-hmm. for sure. Um, okay, so this brings me to currently my favorite of of these ideas, young Martin. So that so this is young Martin. <laughs> I guess you can't just call it Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Has young Sheldon stolen everything? But, well, I mean, there was already a Martin. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so it needs a I different would, name. But young Martin works. That's what I'm saying. Young Martin. Played by Martin Lawrence present day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's young Martin. He's playing a 20-year-old. Well, what I was thinking God. is this is not a comedy. This is a gritty crime drama with him as he was a detective before he got shot. So okay. it's a gritty crime drama starring Martin Crane as a young as a young cop and his psychologist wife helps him solve crimes. Love it. Into it? Yes. I think people would really like it. I would love it. Um and I don't know if you know this, a small detail from one of the episodes is Martin Crane did meet his wife um around a, a dead body at a at a crime scene. That's how they met over a chalk outline. Oh. I know, adorable, right? Um, yeah. yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. Okay, now I feel like this is more with movies as a trend. I'm really obsessed with movies that end up in space. I can give you two examples. Go on. Or three, Muppets in Space, um, 
I don't know if you're familiar with the Leprechaun films, sure. but there is a Leprechaun in yep, space. They go film. to space. And then they take uh, Jason from Friday the 13th. He to goes space to space too, called yeah. Jason X. So I was thinking, especially given the way you described it, slob versus, uh, what is it? Snob. Slob versus snob. I was thinking Frasier in the future. So this was a combo between me and my BF. Uh, Frasier 2349. Okay. Uh, a year, well, this isn't right, but 300 years or so from now, Frasier is brought out of cryogenesis to solve an intergalactic dispute between the Martians and the last remaining humans led by his great-granddaughter. Can you see him in the future? Should he stay in the present or should he go to the past oh i you know he's a timeless again like you said character out of time so in any era you would be equally at home i think frazier in the future uh, there's certainly an appeal of that like why why wouldn't you want to see him in the future i think he you've got a fish out of water element right where he's seattle in the 24th century is unrecognizable like the space needle is literally in space by this time exactly yeah i think i think there's a lot like why wouldn't you want that I definitely want it. Okay, this is my last my last pitch. Please. All female reboots are definitely becoming more popular mm-hmm. with Ghostbusters. Now Ocean's 8 is coming out. Mm-hmm. So I started to think about flipping up the genders. So uh, I was thinking, what would it look like if this were this show came out again, but it was a woman? So I came up with a cast, and I'm really excited about it, but keep in mind... Some of some of it doesn't match up as in. I'm OK. So I was thinking it was really tough for me to think of what woman would play Frasier because he's so pompous, which mm-hmm. I I associate with men. Yeah. I mean, he has like a very uh, traditionally masculine, like semi earned confidence, like he's good at one thing and assumes that he knows all the other things, too. Exactly. So I have two pitches for Please. female Frasier. Now, one of them is. Truly impossible, but it's who I thought of, Catherine Hepburn. Okay. I think, for, well, for one thing, I think they talk similarly, but she's definitely, at least from films, a woman set in her ways. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I could have pictured it. She's passed on. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I think I love the idea, but like you said, logistically very difficult to pull off. Exactly. All right. So this is going in a completely different direction, but I think she's very... um strong i've seen her play a few roles um i've seen her host game shows i was thinking about you're gonna say jane lynch no i was gonna say aisha tyler <laughs> Ooh, aisha tyler would be good because i really like her and she's not pompous but i think she would be a strong character definitely there's like a, a poison of strength to exactly. her exactly um i jane lynch. jane lynch or um a different another jane jane krakowski i think would be great Oh, yes. I could definitely she would see be great. that. It's a different kind of pompousness that she plays, but I think she plays this very like upper crust, hyper confident um, character very well. I love that. All right. I'm going to go through the rest. Um, see what you think. All I have for, oh, wow, you're better at this than me. I, I put Kate Blanchett for Niles. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. She's got an energy. Yeah. She's delicate. But she's had some zingers, and I feel like I could picture her throwing some zingers. Tough to get her to do network TV, I imagine. So we'd have to be like a prestige um, premium cable or streaming limited series. Absolutely. Um, now, since there'd be gender reversal here, for Roz, I was thinking, who's kind of like a dry-witted man? And I thought of John Cho. Oh, yeah. He's like handsome. Mm-hmm. He's confident. I feel like he's kind of dry and I feel like he could, uh, he could be a good one. Great. Daphne. I, it's hard for me to think of like charming. Oh, there's so many, but I, okay. Charming, uh, UK dudes, uh, James McAvoy. Sure. Was what I was thinking. Yeah. And then for Martin, I was thinking, uh, as a retired female cop, Lily Tomlin. Oh yeah. Sure. So that rounds out, um, mine. But I think you might be right. For Frasier, I could see Jane Krakowski. I think it's a little different spin. So you get a different energy, right? You're not just having uh, a woman come in and do an impression of Kelsey Grammer. Um, But I also think Jane Lynch would be good or Aisha Tyler. All right. So this is for for the ending of our podcast. I'd like to, of all of these, of all the Paul B's and all of my pitches, is there any that you want to see greenlit? you want me to go through the list setting or do you have one off the top of your head? Let already? me think real quick about, you know, I, um, I like the, I like, I like young Martin. Nice. 
I do. That's probably my favorite one. Oh, that means so much. This I like an intergenre, intergenre reboot too. Well, I have yet to see, unless it's been done, taking a genre like of a show and seeing a spinoff of that show in a different genre. Does mm-hmm. Young Sheldon count? No, I think that's the same genre. It's the same. So maybe this would be the first yeah. time that's ever done. It's become a drama. Yeah. Sitcom to gritty crime drama. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. Oh, thank you for having me. It was my I've, pleasure. I hope I've given you a lot to talk about. Yes. Um, if you know any TV execs, maybe you can help get Young Martin um, mm-hmm. uh, sorted out. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Anything? Oh my goodness. Uh, Go for it. No, I have very, very little. Your dog on. has oh, an yeah. Instagram account, right? My, at BusyThePug yeah. uh, is, is my dog's Instagram account. Um, I, I perform. I'm, I mean, like, I'm mostly going to be around New York City for the next several months. So my website, uh, joshgondelman.com, or my Twitter, at joshgondelman, I'll let you know where I'll be. Um, and then if anything else exciting happens, I will uh, alert you via those places. He's a great tweeter. I uh, recommend following. And I also enjoy um, that you do little five minute pep talks. Oh, thank you. Those are fun. I want to, right before we end, I want to let you know I was, uh, and I had a bad day when I tweeted at you when you did a pep talk. Mm-hmm. I was in a cab and I think I, I don't know, I was, I maybe had had several drinks and I tweeted at you, I'm a failure. <laughs> did I tweet I, back? You did, I did, right? And you were so, you said, no, you aren't. And I was like, Thanks, Josh. Sometimes it's that easy. Power of social media. Just need Mm -hmm. a little digital pat on the back. Anyway, um, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, Josh, for stopping by. And please subscribe to I'm Listening on iTunes. Thank you so much. Good night, Seattle.